Today, we'll discuss some of the differences this team has shown since Lane Lambert took over as coach for Barry Trotz. Plus, we have a complete preview of tonight's game in Nashville as the road trip continues. All that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today. And thank you for making Locked on Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got plenty to discuss on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, We are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me during games for instant insight and analysis. It's always great to interact with and talk with fellow Islander fans and uh, game time and really any time. So please do feel free to get in touch and uh, communicate with me that way or leave some comments on our YouTube page. So lots of ways to get in touch with the show. Wanted to start today off with a discussion of how things are different this year under the leadership of Lane Lambert. And yeah, I know, it's still a little early to say we're 17 games into the season and, you know, it's a long season. Uh, that's still not even, you know, 25% of the uh, of the season. But at the same time, 17 games, you start to get a little bit of a pattern going and you start to notice some of the differences between the way Lane Lambert did things and the way Barry Trotz did things. And I'll admit it, we got an email from uh, Jim from Connecticut, listener. Greetings, Mr. Martin. I was wondering what your thoughts were on the way the coaching staff mixes up the lines almost every shift. It seems the same players don't ever spend some time playing together for for long. To their credit, the Islanders are winning games, but it doesn't seem like any chemistry is being built. Thanks for the podcast. Look forward to it every morning and love your thoughts on the team. It's nice to know 
me and you are on the same page every morning. Well, Jim, thank you for the kind words about the podcast and for this question. And it, and it was this question that kind of inspired me to discuss the differences here between Lane Lambert and Barry Trotz. And you pointed out one of them, Jim, in that there is more mixing and matching going on under Lane Lambert, that we don't necessarily see the same line combinations over the course of even one game, let alone two, three, ten games in a row. And so far, it seems to be working. Now, you talk about chemistry. This is a little bit of a gamble by Lane Lambert. On the one hand, yes, you develop chemistry quicker when you play with the same players almost all the time, and as a result, you know, you get that sixth sense where you know where someone is going to be. And I appreciate that. I understand that. But over a longer run, if you mix and match, eventually you will get to the point where you are familiar with more than just the other two teammates who are on your line all the time. And that what that does over the long run, it may take a little bit longer to get chemistry, but if injuries strike, if somebody gets hurt, if somebody is slumping, you're familiar with more than just the two other guys who are quote-unquote always uh, or almost always on your line. So come March, April, hopefully May, really hopefully June, but come playoff time, late in the season and playoff time, having familiarity with a lot of your teammates, and obviously, you know, the fourth line is more or less the fourth line, but the other nine forwards, to have familiarity with multiple players, that is always a good thing, and uh, it, it can give you more flexibility over the long run. So far, it does seem to be working okay, and that's one of the differences, uh, Jim, between Barry Trotz and Lane Lambert. Another difference uh, is sort of the approach. And when we discuss the approach difference, it's subtle, but the young players on this Islanders team, uh, and the, the, the really the only one who I seriously am thinking about it, it, at this particular moment more than anybody, is obviously Oliver Wallstrom. <sighs> Excuse me. Wally, uh, still not getting a lot of ice time as compared to some of the other veterans, but we are not seeing Wallstrom benched as often, and the criticism publicly of Oliver Wallstrom to the media, which was a tough love attempt by Barry Trotz, that doesn't seem to be there so much for... Lane Lambert. So I think he's a little bit more positive in that regard uh, with the younger players. Now, look, we know Kiefer Bellows is no longer a New York Islander. Robin Sallow played early in the season four games, scored twice, hasn't gotten back into the lineup after being injured. I'm not saying there's a huge difference in the way the younger players are treated, but there have not been, at least up till now, situations where the coach 
and the coaching staff are publicly calling out these younger players. Another thing is we're definitely seeing the defensemen stepping up into the play more often. And Lambert spoke about that before the season started, that he wanted the defense <clears throat> to take calculated risks and go out there. Look, right now, who's fourth on the team in points? Noah Dobson. Five goals in 17 games. <clears throat> that puts him at a pace of more than 20 goals over the course of a season. 12 points in 17 games. That'll put him somewhere around 55, 60 points over the course of a season. These are good signs. And then you, you look at Scott Mayfield, who already has four goals this year. Uh, clearly, the defensemen are being more involved, picking up more points, and it's helping this team's offense. And the amazing thing about it right now, and one of the bigger differences, and we're going to sort of leave it here, but one of the bigger differences is right now, through 17 games, the Islanders are ninth in the league in goals scored, 57 goals. Ninth in the league in goals scored, sixth in the league in goals against. And think about it, ninth in the league in goals scored when you have no goals, none from Matthew Barzal right now. Only two from J.G. Pajot, three from Bavillier, uh, three from Bailey. Uh, you know, a, a bunch of your players who you're sort of counting on to give you more offense, they're not scoring a lot. And yet, as a team, the balance in goals is there. I mean, Nelson and Lee are your leaders in goal scoring. Brock has nine. Anders Lee has eight. But then you have four players with five goals. Dobson, Wallstrom, Palmieri, Parise. Mayfield with four, and then Bavillier and Bailey with three. There's balance on this team. And I think part of that is because the defensemen are getting more involved in the offense and taking calculated risks. And the goals against, you're sixth in the league, and, and you have played more games than some of these other teams as well. So... They're not losing too much defensively. They're gaining something offensively. Is that sustainable? We have to see, but so far, so good. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We're going to tell you what happened with Nikita Sashnikov, plus a full preview of tonight's game in Nashville against the Predators. All that and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, hockey, of course, and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And hey, Islander fans, this team is red hot. Maybe you want to check out the odds for the Islanders tonight in Nashville. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most 
to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, Nikita Sashnikov cleared waivers and has been assigned or loaned officially to the Bridgeport Islanders. No corresponding move has been made yet, so we do not know if they're going to even bring somebody up. Right now, everyone is healthy, so it may not be that they're eager to call someone up. The other thing is, Sashnikov could be unhappy with his playing time, and he may want to go back to the KHL where he'll play more frequently. He may not accept the assignment to Bridgeport. We'll keep you posted on that. But as of right now, Sashnikov did clear waivers and is loaned officially, assigned on loan to the Bridgeport Islanders. So tonight, the Islanders are in Nashville. This game is an 8 o'clock Eastern time face-off. And the Islanders will be taking on the Predators, a team that struggled a little bit out of the gate, but is doing a little bit better as of late. They've won three out of their last five and their last two, winning a pair of 2-1 games at home against both the Rangers and the Minnesota Wild. And the big struggle for the Preds this year has been offense. They are 28th in a 32-team league in goals scored. Goals against, not up to their usual standards either. They're only 18th, which puts them in the middle of the pack. UC Saros, who is their starting goaltender, and he did play the last game that they played uh, against Minnesota, and that was on uh, Monday. But <clears throat> uh, Saros, 5 Six and one on the season, but a 303 goals against average, much higher than you expect from UC Soros, and a 907 save percentage. So defensively, uh, that's where Nashville, uh, not struggling necessarily, but they haven't lived up to their usual very high defensive standards that really started when Barry Trotz was there. Uh, but goal scoring is where they've been having problems. And You know, when you're 28th in the league, it is not easy to win a lot of hockey games. Islander fans are only too familiar with that. Uh, A familiar face leading the team in goal scoring right now, former Islanders first-round pick Nino Niederreiter has seven goals in 16 games, followed by Philip Forsberg, always dangerous. He's second on the team, along with Ryan Johansson, with five goals. Forsberg has 15 points, so 10 assists. That is tops on the team. Special teams, it's interesting. On the penalty kill, they are very good. Top six right now. Sixth in the league, 83.3% penalty kill efficiency. But the power play for Nashville, 30th in the league with only a 14.8 success rate. The Islanders, meanwhile, 19th in the league, 20% success rate. Now, the Islanders' penalty kill is fourth in the league, and hopefully that means that the Nashville power play will not get a lot going 
in this game. So we'll see, but hopefully the Islanders' PK can shut down the Preds. Now, the line combinations for Nashville. UC uh, Parsonen, centers, Uso Parsonen centers the top line with Philip Forsberg and Mikhail Granlund on either side of him. Ryan Johansson is the second line center with Nino Niederreiter to his left, Matt Duchesne to his right. It's Mark Jankowski, Yakov Trenin, and Tanner Janot on either side of him. That's the third line. And then Colton Sissons, Cole Smith, and Eli uh, Tolvanen are the fourth line. Roman Yossi and Dante Fabro are the top defensive pairing, followed by Alexander Ka uh, Carrier and Matthias Ekholm, and then Ryan McDonough, the former Ranger and Tampa Bay Lightning, along with Jeremy Lausen. That is the third pair. The goalies, Soros, who we mentioned, and Kevin Lankinen. He's the backup. I think we will probably see Soros in this game. And for the Islanders, I seriously expect that they go back to, to Ilya Sorokin for tonight's contest. The dangerous players right now, Niederreiter we mentioned, Forsberg always a dangerous guy. They, they are, This is a team in Nashville, not that they should be an elite offensive team. That's not the way they're built. That's not the way they tend to play hockey. But uh, they should be doing better offensively than they have been this season. Look, they won their last two games but only scored two goals in both of them. They have not scored more than three goals in a game in their last four games. So the offense has been a struggle so far for the Nashville Predators and the Islanders hoping to keep it that way. 7-8-1 through 16 games for Nashville. As we know, the Islanders 11-6 through 17 games. If you, if you get two points tonight, and go to 12 and 6, you're at a 60, you know, two out of three points possible picked up. That would be a great, great start for the Islanders. And I'll say this the way this road trip breaks down, the first two games were Ottawa and then tonight against Nashville. Those are the easier two games. And it sort of goes from Ottawa, then Nashville's a little tougher, and then you have Dallas and Toronto to close out the road trip. It is not an easy, uh, an easy trip. Picking up two more points here would guarantee the Islanders at least a 500 road trip, and that's what you really want to see. I am also making a bold prediction. Tonight is is the game. Tonight is the game that Matthew Barzal gets off the Schneid, and hopefully the Islanders make sure that that happens. They work to getting uh, Barzy. I, I would love to see him even just get an empty net goal. So just put him out there and get him off the schneid so it's not a topic of conversation anymore. I think Barzell is playing well enough. He's shooting more. The goals are going to happen. The question becomes when and hopefully tonight. I'm telling you, tonight is the night for Matthew Barzal to get off the schneid and Barzy. Don't prove me wrong. Uh, to make prove me right, Barzy. Come on. Give it to us. Let's see what he can do. We have got more to get to on today's show. We have our Islanders birthday of the day. Uh, a player who was only with the Islanders for two seasons in the mid-2000 teens, but 
came up with some big goals for this team during his brief time with the club. And we'll have some uh, other interesting thoughts about tonight's game and what lies ahead for this team. So all that and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day and Wednesday. Yesterday was the 30th birthday of former Islanders forward Shane Prince. Prince, originally drafted in the second round by the Ottawa Senators back in 2011, made his NHL debut with the Sens in 2014-2015, and came to the Islanders midway through the 2015-2016 season, played in 11 playoff games for the Isles that year in 2016, and scored three goals and four points, had five points, three goals, two assists in 20 regular season games, played 50 games the following year, five goals, 18 points, and then 14 games in 2017-2018, a goal and an assist, and then headed to Europe the following year. He since played in Switzerland and the KHL this year with Moscow Spartak of uh the KHL. He's a New York native, obviously, uh, upstate New York, Rochester. And, you know, Shane Prince did come up with some big goals for the Islanders during his tenure. We'll go back and look at one of his better regular season games. We take you back to the Barclays Center, October 30th, 2016. Islanders hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs. Jonas Enroth, the goalie for Toronto. Tomas Grice in goal for the Islanders. And in the first period, the Isles get on the board quickly. Travis Hamanick, his second, Nick Letty, and Nikolai Kuhleman with the assists at 101. Then Casey Sezikis makes it 2-0 Islanders, his first of the year from Cal Clutterbuck and Kuhleman at 7:22. Isles up 2-0. That's the way it stayed, scoreless second period, but into the third, the Maple Leafs get a power play. Matt, uh, the Maple Leafs get a power play. And basically, Jake Gardner, his first, from William Nylander and James Van Riemsdyk, 50 seconds into the third. That makes it a 2-1 to game. But our Islanders' birthday of the day, Shane Prince, gets the Islanders a two-goal cushion, his second of the year. Dennis Seidenberg and Brock Nelson, the helpers at 5.08. Then late goals by Brock Nelson, his third, from Shane Prince and Dennis Seidenberg. And then... In the final minute, Josh Bailey, his second from Nick Letty and John Tavares at 19-16. Islanders down the Maple Leafs 5-1 for Shane Prince, a two-point game, a goal and an assist. He was a plus two, had four shots on goal, which was tied for the team lead, and he only played 11 minutes and six seconds. Grice with 33 saves in a game where both teams had 34 shots on goal. Final in this one, Islanders 5 Maple Leafs won, and again, uh, one day late, a happy 30th birthday for former Islanders forward Shane Prince. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I I, I tell you, Barzell will get off the schneid tonight. I'm more and more confident. The other thing I want to see tonight is the duo of Ryan Pulak and Adam Pellick just get back to playing their style of hockey. And, you know, it's just been 
a little bit of a slump. If you look at the teams plus minus, Pelic is first on the team with 10, Pulak third with eight, only Zach Parise is between them. It gives you an idea that this duo is playing solid hockey, and they both have a goal and five assists for six points through 17 games. But lately in their own zone, these this duo, which they're usually the most consistent players on this team, they've sort of been turning the puck over a little bit more than they usually do, uh, having difficulty clearing the puck out of their own zone a little bit more often than they usually do. And that's, again, not what you expect from your number one defense pair. And I'm not worried that this is a big long-term problem. I don't think it will be. Everybody has little slumps, whether it's injury-related, tiredness, uh, or just, you know, having a bad game every now and again. I'm not worried about this duo, but I do want to see them have a strong game and bounce back because that's what this team needs. Those two guys are the defensive rocks that we see game in and game out for this team, and having them play at a very high level is extremely important to the New York Islanders. So keep an eye on them and what they're able to do tonight and beyond. I'm not panicking. I'm not worried, but I am a little concerned and I want to see this little mini slump, if you want to call it that, come to a quick and complete end as soon as possible. We will be back tomorrow, obviously, with uh, our key takeaways from this game and a full preview of Saturday's game in Dallas, so make sure you join us for that. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. You can catch up on the biggest stories of the day in sports, plus get instant reactions, big game recaps, and our take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!